Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota of Brookhaven has been voted best new car dealership in Southwest Mississippi four years in a row. Come see the difference. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota of Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Whew. If you've never lived here before, and some folks even if you have, this is going to be a very interesting next few days. We're not unaccustomed to flip-flops one day and sleds the next, but this this one's looking pretty interesting. I don't do the weather. I do a lot of gardening, do a lot of horticulture, as they say, but I can tell you that This is going to be an interesting patch between the rain and the cold. And my friends, good morning, Tennessee. It's going to be some nother up there. By the way, hello, North Carolina. Y'all in this morning? The good news is the folks out in the other parts of the country are looking for in in, up to our east are looking at some crazy stuff. But we got a few interesting twists and turns for our gardens and for ourselves if you are interested in doing something, I would say put out some mulch. But we can talk about what the specifics are for your needs in your garden today because that's the business of weekend gardening. Whether you're living down the street from me here in central Mississippi or whether you're living across the world, this is your box, as they say. Give it a call, 888 808 the Super Talk call line. It is my great pleasure to be here on Saturday mornings and a tremendous privilege to have this microphone to talk with you. If you'd like to text, you're not a verbal type. You can send in if you if your if your hands are working today, or perhaps you do your voice by text. Some I can tell sometimes because. Wow, y'all really do long voice texts, but the ones you do by hand are generally shorter. Send me some photos on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Greg has already weighed in. By the way, um, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 Greg's in Nettleton. And if y'all don't know where that is, trust me, it's colder there than where I am and probably where you are too. But he says, uh, it's, it's colder now that, than it was earlier this morning. So he believes that the whole thing is already happening. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I will tell you that, uh, on, on rainy days when you have a dog that doesn't like rainy weather, there's a, an early morning excitement because it's not raining yet, but she can feel it coming. So that's kind of how I am. That's kind of how everybody is right now. Stopped to put gas in the truck this morning, and everybody there was already kind of in a hurry to get everything done. But farther the farther north you are from the Gulf Coast, the more likely you are to see the snowflakes. Our ground is not frozen in central Mississippi, so the chances of accumulation are pretty slim. The problem, of course, is that 
when it rains a lot and then the ice freezes, the rain freezes into ice and then it snows, you don't know that it's there. So it becomes a very hazardous situation. And, of course, I encourage you to be very, very careful because, you know, (laughs) I need you here next week. You need to be able to get through this one and come back and tell me what's going on in your garden a little bit later on here in 2022. I'm always celebrating the, the citizen scientists and the projects that folks get to participate in. University of California, Riverside has been calling on uh, the flanks of citizen scientist astronomers to work on this particular issue for a long time. There is, of course, a UC Riverside astronomer involved in it, but they have discovered together a giant gas planet bigger than anything that we knew and closer to us. Now, this is unusual. You know, it's we talk about the trifecta in a lot of things, that it, that when the, when the three things happen, it's a better situation than if only one or two of them happens. And this is, in fact, the trifecta for um, Paul Dalba, who is the UCR astronomer confirming the planet's existence. The orbit takes several hundred days. It's relatively close to Earth. Okay, 379 light years. But that's relatively close in terms of these things, all right? And because we can see it transit in front of its star, you understand we we don't always see things. We see the shadows that they create when they move in front of something that we can see. And in this case, all three of those things are happening, which is very, very unusual. We, we do look for these things all the time. That's what um, the TESS satellite is all about. But... There's also citizen scientists who crunch data and look for things and stay up late. I mean, I'm happy to say they're, they're, they're willing to do that. But they saw some dim light just once as it was transiting something or another. And so that's when they started to tune into it. And that's sort of how gardening works. You may see just one little odd-looking leaf. But if you watch, you're going to probably learn something that you didn't know before or sometimes get something you were sad to see. And in that case, it could be the development of an insect colony or a fungus problem. Or, for example, when a plant comes up and you don't know what it is, well, what do you do about that? Some people will let it go and see what it turns into. Sometimes that's a good idea. Sometimes it's not. But you can always send me a picture, and I will try and identify it with you. We can figure it out together. Pretty interesting stuff. Automated Planet Finder Telescope. I love that. We need more. We need we need more of those things. So then you go in and you crunch the data. It's not actually a person standing there all night, although it can be. And uh, interestingly enough, that's some of the things that we don't hear about as many people majoring in astronomy. We hear people um, deciding to become astrophysicists, and of course you have to go that direction to get to the grander look at things. But the basics of what's going on in astronomy has always been interesting to me, probably because I had a teacher at a very young age who put a telescope on the roof of the school, and well, yeah, that was back when they they let you go on the roof of the school with your teacher <laughs> in the night. We had a really good time. We could see Cassiopeia's chair. Very exciting things. I know that doesn't sound like much, but if you've never been stargazing, you should go. It's it's a fun, fun thing. Looking at other things that we didn't expect, um, I'm, I got to tell you, I, I I love it when something that I have learned is overturned in favor of something a little bit more, well, I don't know, I guess practical. 
in some cases. In, in, in this particular case, I know I went to school and studied anthropology, and they told me that the Mayan civilization died out in because of drought. It was one of the reasons. Well, we now understand that there was, in fact, a series of droughts there in the Yucatan where the civilization was located in Mexico. But we also have to understand that and that really wasn't it. There were things that they ate if they couldn't. The idea had been that the, the, the sisters, the three sisters uh, of corn, beans, and squash would have needed rainfall to grow. And so if those crops couldn't grow, the civilization would have had to disperse and go somewhere that it that they would, and that's possible. And that might have there may have been some folks that just didn't like the other things that were available. But as it turns out, some of the toughest plants in that part of the world were perfectly happy to live and are drought tolerant. Um, the euphorbia, for example, is the family name of poinsettias and any number of other succulents that we enjoy growing so much. Well, that's that's the cassava. Tubers, that's the things that we make tapioca with. Don't groan. Believe me, if tapioca was the only thing you had to eat, you would eat it and enjoy it. But it's a, it's a source of a carbohydrate. And then there was chaya, which is a shrub that they domesticated in that part of the world back then, and, which is still eaten. Um, very, very high protein, high minerals in that. So you could literally make a diet out of those two things with whatever else happened to come along. So, Unable to find any kind of a master list, they began looking at the the plant knowledge that the civilization had and also the weather things that we understand happened then, the phenomena like the drought. So we do know that that happened, but when we think about these overly simplistic um, explanations of things, we have to really realize that ongoing research may change them. And I'm, I'm sure that my anthropology professor would appreciate that very much. Um, it, I, I don't know if you want to know this or not, but I was a student in college before I learned that beer can be made by putting bananas in a hollow log. I do not advise this. I don't know anybody listening today that has the temperatures necessary because it is a very tropical experience. But the, his stories about it were really fascinating. That's why you take a class you don't know anything about sometimes. It's, you need you need to take another class and expand your horizons a little bit. Well, sometimes there's one out there to be taken, and in my case, it was anthropology. I, am, um, I would be remiss if I did not note that this weekend is the Martin Luther King holiday weekend. And, in fact, there are a lot of people that will be off work on Monday probably a good thing since it might be snowing you might be glad you're there i like to watch it snow i don't like to be in it and i certainly i really hate driving where there's ice i've had to do that and it was not fun i i have to tell you though that um when it comes to things like vegetable soup and hot cocoa i'm all about the snow <laughs> so that, that might be what that might be what i'm doing monday we'll see we shall see for those folks who are in the Garden Mama community on Patreon, I apologize. I promised a video would come out this morning, and I didn't get myself together to do it. But we will get it to you later on today. I'm trying to do more of the of what folks want. And it's hard for me because I came up in old-time radio where you barely even said your own name. Okay. But you do want to see more of my plants. You want to see more of my, hmm, I think, failures as well. 
was my successes. So send me an email if you want to get involved in all of this, mamaonair at yahoo.com. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash gardenmama. That's where we will begin putting up more of these videos. They don't all have me in them. Some of them are just plants, but it is my voice. And I have a lot to say, so why not, right? There is so much... I, I I collect information because I can't – it's not that I can't sleep. It's just that I prefer to read. So I I collect stories, and they, they form themselves into sort of pieces of scientific research and stories about things that have happened that kind of fit in together at times and, generally speaking, have something to do with the garden world, the green world, the environment, that sort of stuff, because that's what I'm interested in. And thankfully for me, that's what you're interested in, too, because you do tell me that when I see you. Now, that being said, I had no idea that our brains were under so much examination right at this particular point in time. I would have thought during the pandemic people would have studied something other than people, but nope, that's that's where we're getting a lot of information. I... uh I'm happy to say that I have always had the experience of studying something, trying to memorize it, trying to get that list together in my head, and then in the morning waking up and it's better for me. I can remember the list. I can remember the name of the plant, for example. I can remember who has that thing that I'm looking for. (laughs) Whatever that thing might be, I'll remember it overnight. And now Northwestern University is letting us know that they've done new research that documents the effect of reactivating reactivating, memory during sleep. And we, in fact, do that. Um, Particularly in their study, they were looking at the key to remembering faces and names. So now I have to concentrate on this. I've always said that I remember voices first and then I remember faces and then I remember names. So I have to I have to try and put the put that in reverse for a little while. Um interestingly enough, Nature has a partner journal called Science of Learning and this is where this information is appearing. They studied people with um recording of your electrical activity with an EEG so, and I love this. They're they're able to disrupt your sleep and activate your memory and do all these things while you're there, and then measure it on the other end of things. The study was 24 participants between 18 and 30, and they had um, 40 people that would form a class. So, in other words, when the teacher goes home, how do you remember the name of the people in the class? And that was what they were studying this for. Interestingly enough. Um, 40 from one place and 40 from another and sometimes they were able to do it right away but actually when they reached the deep sleep state and they played those names in a soft manner you know like on on a cassette tape or whatever they had next to the bed I don't know maybe it was some other fancier thing but back when we used to try to learn these things we would try to learn plant names we would recite them into a cassette and then play them while we slept I don't know if that really helped but it seemed to and now we've got some research that tells us it just might help I like that I really like that very very much Um, let's see Janice is in the new Albany area can you grow pawpaw trees here absolutely if so, where can I buy them? Um, I'm going to tell you, you want to get in touch with the garden pharmacy with Taylor Yowell. He's the only person I know for sure that grows them, but he does grow them and, and some other unusual fruits. Of course, the Southern Fruit Fellowship would, would get in, would get you in touch with that. But, um, that those are locally here in Mississippi. Those are sources that you could find here. 
And it's a beautiful tree. Delicious fruit. <laughs> Delicious fruit. Thank you, Ken. You're very kind to me. Bill, is it too early to prune grapevines mid-February? Well, Bill, you're in Poplarville, and since this weather has, this winter rather has been a, a, a kind of a crazy quilt of weather, I would say at the point where your vines have dropped all their leaves and we're not looking at extremely warm temperatures for a while, that's going to be the time to prune them and, and wisterias too. So I do think that early February is going to be the time to do that this year. There's other places where people have already done that. And um, if you if you have the, the issue, of course, is that if the plant begins to grow again and then freezes, it can be damaged or at the very least you can have to go prune it again. So you don't want to get into that. You want to wait until these things have dropped all their leaves. They're as dormant as they're going to be. And you're not looking at warmer weather for a week or 10 days. Same is true, really, of crepe myrtles. Um, I was talking to someone yesterday about pruning crepe myrtles. It, it, the classic, of course, we, we talk about not committing crepe murder, and that's a, it's Steve Bender's term. I, I love it. But when you hack them back to where they're just knobs and, and really do some serious heavy-duty pruning on them, Sometimes that works, and sometimes it works for a long time. Sometimes people get tired of doing it, though, and the tree becomes sort of an unsightly mess. So if you're going to do anything, do it. But if you're pruning crepe myrtles that have not been pruned before or that you're working to move back into a better shape, give yourself the opportunity to take them back down to the size of your thumb. The the branches out toward the tip are much narrower. They probably even have seed pods still on them. So come back down that branch until it's the width of the diameter, rather, of your thumb. Okay? Cut that. Cut it on an angle so that the angle slopes away from the inside of the tree. And that's crepe myrtle pruning in a nutshell. Okay? All right. Oh, good morning. It's Catfish John. Thank you very much for being here. It's my pleasure to be your garden mama, and this is Weekend Gardening. Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4, and if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar, with winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day, with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
since 1871. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Incella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Attention. If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Welcome into Weekend Gardening. Just catching up on a few texts and sending a few bits of information out to folks. There, I don't know the answer to everything, but you know, I, I, I do, I do my very, very best, and I will tell you when I don't know. Ken, I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm thinking calcium, but I don't really know that to be true, so I can't, I can't give you that one. Um, I did, I sent to. Let's see, where is she? I can't remember. Uh, New Albany, Taylor Yowell at. It's going to be the Garden Pharmacy with an F, nursery.com. I just looked that up for her and sent it to her. So if you're interested in that, 
send me a text. If you're, you want to grow pawpaws and you want to grow pineapple guavas, interesting, odd fruits, that's the person to get in touch with. Now, when you're talking about what's going on in your garden right now, probably right now you're looking at those crazy ornamental grasses that haven't that, that died back and then started growing or never quite died back, and I'm, I'm still worrying with mine. Um, I have two more to cut down. Probably not going to do that today. So they'll be. You may see some photos from them. They're pretty interesting when they have ice on them. We'll see how that goes. Uh, we should, we will see how that goes. But if you've got green, if you've got green growth coming up in your ornamental grasses, don't worry about it. Go ahead and cut them back anyway. Um, let's see. Will a satsuma flourish and produce in North Mississippi? Would it need to be in a container? Yes, you would be better off in a container there. Actually, anywhere that it's marginal, when you look at that particular variety, you're going to see that they are kind of like a lot of other fruits. They are hardy up to a point. And and this is true of of Meyer lemons. Meyers are a bit hardier than the Satsumas. But in North Mississippi, when you get that late spring freeze that inevitably comes, that's going to set that plant back, even if it's happy and able to grow. And it's also true that you can... You can't really fertilize them until late spring out in the ground there. You wouldn't be able to because they would, it just, it would not be effective. And so, yes, it would be better to put them in a container. I'm going to tell you this, put it in a container and get yourself a saucer that has wheels on it so you can roll it in and out of whatever your space is that you're going to protect it. You won't have to protect it all the time. But for example, right now, the lemons are ripening on my lemon tree. It's in my house. Because, not that it wouldn't survive the temperatures that I've had in, here in central Mississippi, but because it's going to do so much better if I'm able to protect it from freezing. So they will, they will freeze. They will be damaged. They might be killed. You'll probably end up with a real thorny undergrowth. Um, the, the part of the tree that was crafted onto, you'll find growing and thorny and interesting, and even the deer sometimes won't eat that. But if you grow this in a container, either the satsuma or the um, Meyer lemon, but also even kumquats really are going to be a prettier tree if they can be given just a little bit of advantage, a little bit of um, protection in temperatures that are below about 45. That's that's generous from my point of view. <laughs> a lot of math does come down to those things. What can the plant take? What should it take? Um we find different mechanisms for making things work better for us. For example, bare root plants, when you go to the garden center or you go to the, the big box, sometimes you'll see them online. You will you might order them that way. It's certainly cheaper to ship them on, in bare root rather than in a container with dirt around it. And a lot of times your garden centers buy Massive numbers, for example, of bare root roses, they pot them up now and begin, they'll be ready, you know, and leafed out and ready to be sold in, in six or eight weeks. So a lot of times people do that. But if you buy a bare root or if somebody just happens to give you one as a gift, then you need to understand how this works. Bare root plants have been dug and, and, and packaged 
but in many cases they've also had wax put across their the top shoots and sometimes even the roots to keep them from dehydrating in transit so that's one reason why you need to prune them as you plant them but it's also true that we're trying to get them established in the best way and so for that reason we want the roots to be stimulated to grow that's another reason that we prune them then the next thing of course is we prune the top not only to get the wax off but to shape that beginning canopy before you do any of that, though, well, you have to cut the, do the pruning on the roots, but you need to soak that whole mass in a bucket of warm water overnight. And I would like for you to put in some compost tea. Um, I, I'll, I'll accept root stimulator fertilizer. That's okay. But something that's going to give an emphasis to the oomph, as they say. Get those, wake those cells up. They've, they've been intentionally trapped to get them to you. So now you've got to loosen them back up. It's also true that many times um, when you go to plant bare root, they are the roots are very strongly formed at the and you, you can't really spread them out like you would traditionally do with roots that are growing in soil. So it it's a real wise idea to make the hole that you're going to put this bare root rose, for example, in and then make a cone inside the hole so that you can lay the roots on it without cracking bending or breaking them trying to get to spread them out it's a really handy way of making these things work um interesting stuff let's see um okay that's interesting sounds interesting um oh thank you paula from dentville she likes my taste in music thank you i i have it it is eclectic i give you that I have never found a genre of music that I didn't like, but I don't like everything in any genre of music. And that's one of those things that you can say about a lot of stuff. But with music, it's absolutely true. There are people who will leave the room or the elevator (laughs) if there's things playing that they don't like. I'm not really like that, but I definitely have my favorites and I do have things that I would rather change the channel from. Um, I, I tend to be kind of guitar heavy and that that sort of stuff but that's probably my age showing if you've got a few containers that stay outside by all means um give yourself the opportunity to protect them if you are interested in doing that for example i let the tomato go and she's gone now so i've cut that down and i don't have to I don't have to keep trying to see if, whether there's going to be any more on that I, I think the fact that i had Tomatoes for New Year's was plenty for me. So I'm I'm happy to be starting some more and getting into the next season. But if you haven't got a greenhouse and you haven't got a garage and you, you just have some plants, for example, that are too heavy to bring inside, maybe they have your winter herbs in there. Maybe they've got your perennial herbs in there. Um, that this is the time to think about protecting them just a little bit, especially if you think there's going to be a lot of w- water that doesn't turn into ice. Ice is very insulative. But if you need to protect them a little bit from the weather, I like a, there are a couple of ideas for baffles that make sense that I've done myself that work pretty well. You can put the pots in a cluster to start with and cover them all with mulch. That helps, all right? It's also a good idea to put that cluster of pots in an area that's not in the direct path of the north wind so it, in my case it would be the corner of the courtyard um in in your case it, it might be the other side of the garage there's just the, the south or the west facing is where you're going to want to put your containers in their collection out of the direct wind 
And then if you want to go another step farther, you got them in the you've got them in a cluster, you've got the mulch on top of them, any kind of this is the one place I can use the pine straw that my neighbor's tree drops that I don't like. But it works real well for this. Yeah, I know. I probably need to do some more. I've got a couple of containers out there right now that could would be happy with it. And then if you take some hay bales or some pine straw bales and put up against that cluster of pots, you've created another layer of baffle. It's it's that simple. It's not going to work. It's not going to save a, a tender annual, tender summer annual, but it is going to keep your parsley from having a problem, um, keep your onion plants happy, and certainly preserve the roots of those things that are in the pots that are too big to take outside. Not to mention... I'm not going to harvest all the oregano or, or all of the thyme, and so those things will be underneath there too if it if it looks like it's going to get bad. If you're going to have more than 10 hours below freezing, it never hurts to protect them a little bit. Okay, so you need to take a look at that. You might decide to do it. Beefsteak begonia is blooming at my house. Um, if you don't know that one, please do grab yourself a picture of it and Google it. Um, as they say, uh, Google has become a verb. Isn't that funny? Anyway, um, this is a flower. This is a rhizomatous begonia. It's one that has big, fat rhizomes that crawl around the surface of the plant and do a beautiful job of really just making a very thick mass of big, round leaves that are green, but they're red on the bottom, so they're they're interesting. The leaves are sometimes three inches across, sometimes five. just depends on how, how big the container is and how much fertilizer you've been putting in it. But this one is one of my favorites because it blooms almost reliably in January. And it'll bloom several times a year under the right circumstances, but I like something that blooms in, in the middle of the winter indoors, and this one is one that is pretty reliable for that. I think you'll like it. I really am. This is so confusing. There are some things that I I understand, and there are other things that are just, I just don't understand. Folks from Rice University working with University of Maryland, Iowa State, and Orris University, all of that, they've been doing data studies, thousands of data studies going into this effort to try and understand how biodiversity is affected, how the loss of birds and mammals impacts the plants in an area. Now, we obviously, we, we understand, we, we we get the notion that if they can't get pollinated, the plants can't spread and they don't aren't going to grow very well and they may not make flowers or fruit depending on what the plant is. Some plants in their entire lifespan only live in, an, in, in a few hundred years and they can't move. All right, they they don't have wheels for the most part, despite the fact that we think of them as being able to be moved. They're not going to be able to move themselves. So as the climate has shifted in so many areas, plant species have to move to a suitable environment or get carried there by the mammals that move their seeds or the, the birds and whatnot that move their seeds from one place to another. So it's kind of difficult to know what's important about this seed dispersal and where we need to perhaps focus some conservation efforts until we put together this kind of study. Unfortunately, what we've learned from these these people's incredible amount of work makes my eyes cross to think about crunching all these numbers, but the ability of a plant 
who is that is normally animal dispersed. In other words, the seeds catch in, in the in the uh, in the skin and then the fur and then fall out of the skin onto the ground, or they're eaten by the birds. In any of those things, their ability to keep pace with the changing temperature and the changing climate, which of course we understand means extremes on both ends of the the situation, has reduced their ability to to cope with all that by 60%. It doesn't mean we're going to lose 60% of our plants, but it just means that we need to pay attention. If there's no animals available, okay, to eat the fruit and carry away the, the, the seeds and whatnot, the animal dispersed plants are kind of stuck. So we have to pay attention to that and really try and understand that since half of plant species rely on animals to move their seeds from place to place, we're really going to have to be, we need to make, we need to pay attention to this and be glad for folks that are willing to crunch that much data. This was the first study to quantify the scale of the seed dispersal problem globally and to identify the regions most effective, led by the folks at Rice University. So that's interesting to me. Um, you're very, very welcome. I hope that, the, I hope that that tree turns out to be just the one you wanted. <laughs> it's a fun website to check out anyway. So that's a, that's a really good idea. I don't know about every other, everybody else's markets, but, um, the, the Mississippi Farmers Market in Jackson on High Street is open today from 8 to 1. Sometimes they're able to come back a little sooner than a lot of times they are, and here they are. So that's fun. If you're looking for local food, I hope that you will get yourself to your farmer's market or call your local farmer and say, what you got? Because maybe there may be things for sale that you don't know about. We are not in my world seeing the kinds of empty shelves and empty produce racks that are showing up in videos from other places in the United States. Um there's a few things that are a little odder, harder to find maybe than they were. I have pretty odd taste in some things, so that might be that's true for part of it. I mentioned my complaint about carrots. <laughs> now I've found some carrots, so I'm okay on that. Um, I don't like little bitty carrots, and I don't like pre-shredded carrots. It's just not for me. I like a carrot. I guess that's kind of... Is that snooty of me? I guess it is. I have preferences. I like purple carrots. Come on, y'all. What do you like? Let's talk. This is Weekend Gardening, and you are the point of this program. So stick around. Let's get right with Lucinda and be right back here for more Weekend Gardening. feel like you're in the dark well with a propane generator you'll never be in the dark again at least when the lights go out enjoy the comfort and safety of knowing you have a propane generator always ready when the electricity goes out propane generators are sure you'll always have power propane fueled clean cooking hot water on demand warm and consistent heat and power when you need it most why would you choose anything else energy for everyone propane visit mspropane.com that's mspropane.com today Dear Mississippi, 
It's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-881-4747. That's 1-800-881-4747. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-881-4747. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Mississippi Ag is Ag Up Equipment, your family-owned John Deere dealer since 1947. We're raising and uniting our brand to give our customers an unmatched dealer experience. Our service is backed by 16 locations, making Ag Up Equipment more accessible than ever before. We're upping our game by adding a new location just for you. Stay tuned. Leave it up to us at Ag Up Equipment, in-store or online at agup.com. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Make 2022 your year to glow at Ulta Beauty's Love Your Skin event happening now. Upgrade your skincare routine and discover your healthiest skin yet with up to 50% off daily beauty steals from faves like Tula, First Aid Beauty, and Clarence. Feel your best with a skincare routine made just for you. But hurry, this event ends January 22nd. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. Y'all know that I uh, collect beads. I would say that I bead, but I don't. I collect beads. 
Um, I also collect fabric and patterns, and sometimes I sew, just like sometimes I, I, I work with beads. But I have to tell you, I've never considered that I could be a hairstylist, and I, I know now a little bit more about why I could not. I want to send out a, a, a howdy doody. How do you do? How are you? My goodness, I wish I was as smart um, to, to, to Copper Williams. She's the stylist in Columbus, Mississippi, that appeared on Project Runway, and ju- her smile lit up the room. Let me tell you, just a delight to, to have a chance to see her. And um, beautiful work, too, by the way. That's another reason why I'm, I couldn't. I, you, have to, you have to imagine it first. All right, remember that. Whether it's whether it's a garden or dinner or a hairstyle or some beadwork or maybe I'll even sew this year. I don't know, but you have to imagine it first. And once you imagine it, then you have the opportunity to make it happen with a long, long list. Sometimes a big plan. Sometimes it's just as simple as saying. I'm going to go watch this person a little bit. I'm going to go pay attention to this person a little bit more. If you're in Columbus, I'd be paying attention to Copper Williams myself. She's going places. Absolutely. On the phone line now, thank you, and you can join us there, too, of course. Jim from Laurel. What's up, Jim? Uh, these sawbriars are about 20 foot tall. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to you about this one time before. Yeah. I got a memory loss, I think. I'm sorry. You drop a slab on yours and it smothered them out. Yeah. But these things are growing garden, Mama, and I got some poison here from a friend of mine that, that will kill a pine tree. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> I mean, it will ki- actually kill a pine tree. But anyhow... Can I, how can I put this on? Do I cut the vines and let them re-sprout and put it on there? That's going to be the most effective. Anytime you, you, I don't care what the weed killer is, what the herbicide is, new growth is more vulnerable than old growth. So that's why we do that. That's why we cut down and, and then treat. These things, you know yourself, Gardner, they don't just grow on top of the ground. They spread out all the root system all under the ground. Yes, sir. Would and that kill... Just the section is growing there, or will it go out through the root system? I have, depending on what chemical it is, it may be able to transverse through the roots, and it may not. But I can't tell you because I don't know what you're using. So I'll cut them things down after this cold weather gets out. Warming back up, they should bud back. Yeah, let's all dream that our weeds will be killed and the fire ants will be killed, and but that's not going to happen. We're just going to have a few cold days. And yes, some unpleasant and and frankly dangerous conditions in some places, but yeah, cut them down after this. <laughs> you have a great weekend, Gardner. Take care of yourself. Oh my goodness! I tell you what, I am I'm I'm watching the Eliagnus hedge um, in my side yard. That's actually my neighbor's hedge, but I take care of it too. I'm watching it be taken over by Smilax, which is one of the thorniest, nastiest vines. And I keep cutting it and keep cutting it, but he doesn't. And so I have pieces coming from the other side now. And I'm hoping this cold weather is at least going to nip that enough that I can. it'll look very, very brown, and he'll notice it and go and cut it. Is that the way? I, I don't know if I have to do that. <laughs> I may have to go over there and do it myself. Ken wants to know, and Jackson wants to know, if there's a certain length of time before you can repot a plant into another pot. And he, he just repotted something six weeks ago, but he wants to repot it into a different plot. Different pot. Six weeks isn't too long. And if the, as long as the plant hasn't, as long as the plant's looking okay, 
it shouldn't have any problem being lifted up and put into another container. If you had suffered transplant shock when you repotted this the first time, I would say give, give it six months to recover. But as long as it's been okay and has looked fine to all this time, I don't think it's going to have any problem being moved once more. I might stop after that. <laughs> Let it, leave it alone after that. Um, Greg and Nettleton, I'm, I'm, I think this is why women of a certain age dye their hair purple. I'm just going to say that. I'll leave that for everybody to wonder what in the world that could be about, but I think that's what that's about. Um, fire ant beds, do, do they appear on the, they seem to appear on the same side of the trees. Um, actually, I, I find, I, mine don't, I don't, I don't find that at my place, but I'm sure that that could easily be true in a field where there's just trees. Um, but in my pl- particular place, they moved six feet to the side of wherever they were. And that's why it took me a little while to get some of them into the neighbor's yard. And I say that with all love for my neighbors, but they don't go out in the yard as much. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not true. I've gotten rid of theirs, too. Um Boil those the boil those spindly shoots um, in, in laurel. I, I I don't know that I would do that, but but we have a, a writer on the text line who suggests that they're very tasty. Okay, I'm not going to do that, but let me know how it goes if you decide to. Let me know how it goes. Have you ever eaten goji berries? Okay, there's so many of these things. I really I, I I have a lovely relationship with the the Blue Zone book and that whole notion that there are places in the world where people live and thrive and so why don't we look at what they eat and and how you know how they spend their time to learn for ourselves and there's a lot to be learned there a lot of times it goes down to whole grains and and food that you can recognize and not you know unprocessed things kind of. You know, kind of gives up my, uh, well, I'd like to say it's only once a week that I want fast food. It's only once a week that I allow myself <laughs> to do most of those things. But there, there's an awful lot to be said for food that's available quickly. And so that's why I think fast food has taken over so much. Dried goji berries, though, are a big deal in a lot of the world. Um, University of California Davis trial of in healthy middle-aged people really found a direct correlation between consuming them, consuming goji berries, and really working out a better field of vision, a better uh, strength in your own eyes against age-related macular degeneration. I can't imagine that it's as simple as eating a handful of goji berries every day, but it does point to you to explain that if you're if you're eating a handful, for example, of something, why not make it goji berries rather than my personal favorites, dark chocolate M and M's? Okay, if I'm if I'm going to eat a handful of something, it probably ought to be goji berries. But one or two dark chocolate M and M's aren't going to kill me either. Um, the lutein that's in it and the zeanthinin that are in it are like sunscreen for your eyes, and that's what you're essentially eating. I like the taste of gojis. They're the fruit, of course, of their, their lyceums, their, their shrubby bushes, and, and they're, you have this vision when they came onto the forefront of health food conscious people and, and these sorts of things and began to be studied. 
it was one of the things that, that people like to eat. And so they wanted to figure out why they could eat it. Can we eat some more? In other words, those sorts of things. And yes, the answer is yes. They are kind of like raisins. This is what this story says. I didn't find them to be quite that way. I found them to be a little bit sweeter. But maybe that's just the ones that I ran into. But interesting stuff, though. The the idea that I'm bringing to you now is not – I'm not telling you go and eat goji berries because of A point A or B. What I'm telling you is goji berries are among many things that you probably ought to try. Just give it a try. As my mother would say, you won't know if you don't try. That has come back to haunt me many, many times, believe me. Hmm. But you don't haunt me. You're the reason I get up on Saturday morning. Thank you for being part of Weekend Gardening. Stick around. Got a long way to go today. More and more brain news, more and more food news, a lot of gardening news, some tips, some suggestions, and I don't know, maybe even a soup recipe. This is Weekend Gardening. Dear Mississippi, it's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4, and if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar, with winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day, with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hi, this is Thomas Trammell with Family Termite, and I have an important message for you. After this year's record-breaking snowstorm, termites will most likely be swarming in historical numbers in an effort to recolonize and replace parts of their colonies ravished by the extreme weather. Family Termite offers free termite initial inspections and competitive pricing. Call Family Termite today at 601-933-1014 and let us protect your home because we hate termites more than you do. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If legislation to eliminate the state income tax is passed, the first 40000 an individual makes won't be taxed starting July 1st. That puts $1,300 back into every Mississippian's pocket. House Speaker Philip Gunn explained that that would go up after seven years. And then in the seventh year, that exemption raises to $100,000 per taxpayer, $200,000 for a married couple. In 12 years, the income tax would go away completely. The grocery tax would also go down. Immediately, you would drop the, the tax on groceries from 7 to 5.5, and, and then there's a, a phase out at a quarter percent a year. Over six years, you get to a point where the tax is dropped to 4%. So car tax would be reduced by 50%. The only thing that would go up is the sales tax, which would rise from 7 to 8.5%. For more information on how this legislation will affect you, log on to supertalk.fm. How old is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Next year, we'll be celebrating our 100th anniversary. Since 1922, our purpose has been to provide a unified voice for Mississippi farmers in the legislative arena and serve as a leader in the state's agricultural community. After a century, we remain as committed as we were day one. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. There's currently a bill that protects the rights of college students to speak freely about the causes and issues they hold dear. Representative Stacy Wilkes wants to take that a step further with House Bill 375. But it's still just regulatory that can be changed at any time. So we need it in statute to protect um, conservatives because they don't necessarily get the same rights as, um, as the liberals on the other side. The legislation would speed things up if there were an issue. Without this bill, it goes to um, the federal courts. So by the time a student challenges it and it gets to court, that student is graduated and gone. So it speeds up the process by going to the state court, and also it's a lot less expensive. So it saves the school money and the students money if it does have to go to court. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. In Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Basketball action today finds the Alabama Crimson Tide at Mississippi State. 5 o'clock is the tip-off in the hump. 4.30 is the airtime on the MSU Basketball Network. And then the league-leading Auburn Tigers take on the Ole Miss Rebels in the pavilion. 7.30 tip-off there. 7 o'clock is the airtime on the Ole Miss Basketball Network tonight. The other action in the SEC is Tennessee at Kentucky. Florida is at South Carolina. Arkansas is at LSU. Texas A&M at Missouri. Vanderbilt is at Georgia. The standings, Auburn leads the league at 4-0. Texas A&M is 3-0 in the league. LSU is 3-1, along with Kentucky is 3-1. Mississippi State is 2-1. Tennessee and Alabama are both 2-2. South Carolina, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and Missouri are all 1-2 in the SEC. Arkansas is 1-3. The Florida Gators and Georgia are both 0-3 in the SEC. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. 
Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet. You've worked hard to grow your business to where it is today, but are the manual processes that worked when you were smaller now eating into your man hours? As an iSolve network provider, MWG Employer Services can help you save time and money by streamlining the processes of administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits, as well as training your personnel to efficiently manage your human capital through one platform. Want to find out more? Visit MWGEmployerServices.com. Give your customers a whole home energy upgrade. The Propane Energy Pod Builder Incentive Program. What's the Propane Energy Pod? It's a total home energy upgrade that combines high-efficiency propane gas appliances to meet a home's major energy needs and delivers superior comfort and efficiency compared with all electric homes. Not only is it good for homeowners, it's good for builders, too. All propane homes, on average, are valued up to 5% higher than all electric homes. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. It's wild card weekend, the NFL playoffs as the regular season is over with. Today's action, the Raiders are at Cincinnati to play the Bengals in a rematch of a game the Bengals won 32-13 earlier in the regular season, and that's a 3-30 kick in Cincinnati. The Patriots then will take on the Bills in Buffalo. That's a 7-15 kick Saturday night as the two will meet for the third time this season after splitting the regular season series, the home team losing both times. Then on Sunday, the Eagles will be at Tampa Bay Noon kickoff there, and then the 49ers will be at Dallas to play the Cowboys. That's a 3.30 kick there. And then the Steelers, Sunday night, will take on the Chiefs in Kansas City. That's a 7.15 kick there. And then on Monday, on my Monday night playoff game, the Cardinals will be at Los Angeles to play the Rams with a 7.15 kick Monday night. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mama's on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. So glad you decided to turn on your radio, turn on your smartphone, jump into weekend gardening. I have to tell you, my phone's not seeming too smart this week, but that's another, it's a, I realize that's an expression because it does have the capacity. It's sometimes user error causes some of those problems, and that might be me. But at any rate, whether you are listening to me right here live this morning, hello, hello, thank you very much. Call Aunt Maud, tell her to get up, or maybe you're listening to the rebroadcast on Sunday. Maybe you're listening to the podcast. Maybe you're listening to something you, you to an on-demand download, and you're just carrying me with you somewhere. I have to tell you, just so, for your reference, this particular broadcast is happening in January, and we're all looking at some pretty crazy weather coming along here in the next uh, while. It's already raining here. Now, I understand that in central Mississippi it's going to rain, and then it'll stop, and then it'll rain again because the, the really bad stuff comes on the backside of this front that ultimately it's going to dump 16 inches of snow in Asheville, North Carolina. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> Woo. Woo. I think I've, I have been places where there was that much snow. Um, That's why I only spent one, uh, one, one winter in a place called White Mountain. I did not think about the fact that they named it White Mountain because of the snow. <laughs> That's how young and silly I was. I just took the job and said, sure, I can do that. And I did. Woo. 
Jimbo's got crockpot chili ready to go. I approve, I approve entirely. I love it. That's lovely. I'm, I, I've got to say, there's, uh, yes, red beans, wash beans. You're right. That's right. There's also um, vegetable soup. There's chili. There's um, beans and rice. There, there's any number of things that, that and, I, and I personally have to say, turn on your oven and bake something. They tell you not to use the oven for heat, and you certainly should not do that. But if you're cooking, like, I don't know, cookies, cakes, rolls, breads, what do you bake? Bake something, then that does help a little bit if you're, if you're in, if you're like me, live in a big old drafty house that could use some assistance. I always like to keep you up to date on research done at my home school of Louisiana State University. Don't hold that against me. Um, but I gotta tell you, I don't know who thought of this one. Some of the work that has come out of LSU in the, in, in my lifetime has just been absolutely groundbreaking, ceiling shattering, Wonderful, wonderful, astounding work. One piece in horticulture that I've told you about before is the study of solarization as a form of deep weed control. But we, we talk about that in the hot weather because it works so well. We put the sun and the, the plastic to, to work for us instead of against us. Somebody had to decide, and I happen to know her. Inez decided to study that, and her, her professor told her to go ahead and do that. It was interesting. Turned into really world-changing um, research. Lots of things do that if you plug at them hard enough and you study it long enough and you do it with the scientific method and an open mind that says, I want to see what happens here. Now, somebody put forth a theory that said, you know, I think those sharks are, their, their shark attacks are somehow happening more with something to do with the moon, something to do with the tide, something to, is that true? So they went out, grabbed all the data they could find, and there's unfortunately plenty of it. And now we understand that more shark attacks occur during the fuller phases of the moon. This is not like my mother's, you can't go in the Gulf of Mexico in August because of the jellyfish. This is not that. This is a different thing entirely. She was right, by the way. Of course, we always wore shoes in the in the Gulf anyway, but um, the exact cause is not clear. Those of us who understand the way that the moon works on and, and affects our tides and whatnot can imagine that the next phase of this will be to explain exactly when that happens and give themselves the, the periods of higher lum, lunar illumination may have something to do with it. The darker times may have fewer Attack, do have fewer attacks, but the reason why, we're not really sure. Many kinds of animals show behaviors that are linked to moon phases. Anybody who has ever worked in an emergency room um, in a hospital can tell you that about people. But understanding lunar phases and shark attacks, for some reason, I don't know if they're trying to get into Shark Week, if they wanted Sharknado, if they just stayed up too late and decided this would be interesting. But it is not a matter of more light at night for sharks to see because sharks attack more in the daylight. But the moon does exert other forces on the earth, and these particular professors and researchers are working their expertise in fisheries, ecology, and statistical analysis. That's a lot of data. Interestingly, working, of course, with um, the folks from the Florida Museum of Natural History, and they, they have, from 1960 to 2015, they're basing their their global shark attack records collections that they've made from those folks there at uh, the Florida Museum 
This is the international shark attack file, and it, of course, does not make a good um, good short term. I, I don't know what else you would call it, except maybe Sharknado. I don't know. Something or another. <laughs> but they're studying it. I'm so glad I went to college there. No, I didn't go because it's a party school. I was so dumb. I didn't. I graduated from high school when I was 16. I didn't know from nothing. Okay, but I'm still glad I went to school there. Went to school there a couple of times. <laughs> Ray from Clinton, welcome in this morning. What's on your mind today? Hey, Garden Mama, I need some motherly advice here. Okie doke. I've got we we got our greenhouse this past summer, and I'm trying to keep my ferns alive and my hibiscus and. The, I think I've overwatered some of the hibiscus, but the ferns just aren't doing well. I've repotted them. Um, for one thing, I have trouble keeping the greenhouse cool enough some days. It, mm-hmm. it stays around 90 degrees. I fill the bottom of it with slag from the steel mill over in Flowood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it retains the heat. Yeah, it does. And it, it stays hot. <laughs> That's going to be real good this weekend. <laughs> Do you have a vent? Do you have a fan? That's the 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 question yes, for those. I have of a you. fan, but what what temperature would the ferns like to be? Oh gosh, um, like Boston fern, house ferns, things you hang on the porch, kind of ferns. Boston ferns. Okay, something around fifty degrees is wonderful. A bunch of ferns around. Okay, fifty degrees is great. Sixties um, wonderful. Nineties a little hard on them. And I will tell you that if you're if you don't have that, um, you may want the one piece of equipment that I have always felt like not enough people get, and that that's the thing that turns your vents on automatically with temperature, and that that may be the thing that makes the difference because it is hard to remember to go out and, and open the vents or turn the fan on or do those things, but you can automate just that part of your care in the greenhouse, and it'll make a big difference. Keep things. The point of a greenhouse is really. To, it is certainly to keep things from being too hot or too cold, but it's also to keep things moderated, and that's what your ferns are desiring. And, yes, if you overwatered the hibiscus, they do need to dry out, but even so, 90 degrees isn't good for them. <laughs> Have they dropped <laughs> yeah. their leaves? Well, it, it is it is a thermostatically controlled fan, but it only has windows that, you know, in the door and two on the sides, and you have to open and close them because the fan has nowhere to draw from. It doesn't right. have, you have to You damp. have to take care of that. Yeah. Well, I'll, in that case, I have to tell you that you you may have to set a clock, set a, uh, set, set an, an alarm on your, your wrist or something just to remember to go out, even when it's, not when it's below freezing, but even when it's 45 degrees and sunny, they need a little air in there. Well, I go out every morning, open the door, and you know, but yeah, it's yeah. still, you know, that's it, tough stuff. Hot. Well, and it does get hot, and I will tell you that I have done many things. I have there's there's screen that you can hang where the door is, so that you can leave the door open without anything getting in or out. Um, and you, you know, I've done that before when I didn't have a fan that could be active. Well, I had a fan, but I didn't have a window that would open. My favorite thing, of course, are the ones that the, the vents themselves are activated by heat and then they just open and then they just close. It's not magic. <laughs> it's physics, you know, but when we don't have that, we have to make other arrangements and you may end up wanting to put uh, a kind of like a Dutch door screen operation in there so that you can leave it open more often than not. Obviously not this weekend, but no. Is it raining it, in Clinton? It, 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 is it raining yeah. in Clinton? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am, it is. Yep. 
All right. We have, also, we have is there a website coming in here? <laughs> Go ahead. Spring plant. I'm sorry, what? I see there's a website or something I could go to to find out when to start some spring seedlings and things. What are you wanting to grow? Vegetables, flowers, both? Both, but mostly flowers. Okay, super duper. You need to be part of the flower growers of Mississippi, so get in touch with us on Facebook for that. Those We've got schedules all over the place for that. But I will tell you that when you look at a flower that you want to plant outside, for example, if you wanted to start seeds for zinnias you don't want to put them in the garden until the soil is warm so you would back up a month to six weeks before that date so it may not be that there's a place to look it may just be depending on what you want to grow for example in clinton you're not going to want to put your tomatoes out until at least mid-march maybe a little bit later so that means that you'd want to start them at the beginning of february to have six weeks to grow them the same thing is true of our spring flowers okay but the summer ones, summer ones wait a little while before you start. Just back up six weeks and, and figure you're going to have them ready to go in six weeks. All righty. Well, this I'm is learning. fun. I'm so glad to hear from you. Thank you, Ray. Y'all know how I love greenhouses. It's just so much fun. There, there's nothing, there's no place better than a greenhouse, than a warm greenhouse on a cold day. The ozone, the plants, the humidity, everything is just it's the reason why we do that. I, we really do. Um, <laughs> I think you're right. That's very true. I'm, I'm getting lots of insights this morning. Those are good good pieces of information. Good pieces of information. I have a couple of other things going on in my garden that you might be interested in. Um, the jewel orchid is blooming. The jewel orchid's name is Moncrief, and um, it's, a, it's a tribute. But um, it's beautiful, has flowers, and I just I love that. But I'll tell you what else is blooming, and I do need to, uh, to, if you haven't already done this, get out and clip a few if you can. The quince and, in some places, um, witch hazel. The buds are swollen up, but the plants are not in bloom yet. But you can bring them inside and put them into your vases and and bring them into bloom that way. That's really a lot of fun. Um, And I have to tell you that there's not any reason not to do that because even if you cut off a foot or so of of that branch, the rest of the branches have not put on their buds yet. The the shrub's going to be fine, okay? I'm happy to tell you that the, the red quince is pretty. But I like my orange one, and it, that is one of the crazy plants that I, I used to do some trials, plant trialing, and it's one of the ones that has lasted the very longest time, um, time frame. Let's do this one. Let's talk to Laura and Brandon. Welcome into Weekend Gardening, Laura. What's on your mind? Well, my azaleas have budded, and is there any way to save them with this frost coming? You could cover them up. I, I don't think they'll be damaged in the long run, but certainly those flowers, the individual flowers will be frozen. I was looking at some yesterday that have buds on them, too. We have had such an up and down that, that you know, right right now the tulip magnolia in front of the building where I'm broadcasting is in full bloom. And it's going to be so ugly by about Monday <laughs> when those flowers get browned out and freeze. But the tree will be fine. 
And the same thing is true of your azalea. It's going to look ugly, but it's going to, it'll be fine. Now, if you put a bucket over it or something to protect it, just make sure that when the weather warms back up, you take it off because that's even, even harder on it is to be underneath when the sun comes back out and the temperature's warm. Queen or tarp or? Yeah. That tarp is okay. I'm I'm really fond of buckets myself because it's the if if you have anything if, if it can be covered with something plastic, then you don't have to think about it again. But if you have a tarp that you can tie down on both sides of it, certainly that's going to work fine. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure, thank you. Newer plants like that, if you for example planted a bunch of little shrubs last fall and you're you're not concerned, you know, you're not interested in uh how they're doing they don't they don't seem to be coming along as like you would like you might want to cover that up some people will cover up budded chrysanthemum budded excuse me budded camellias and whatnot but um other things are going to just be fine and the period of time for example in brandon uh below freezing is not going to be tremendous but the the wet and the snow could get you in some other places some other 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 spots other other places um there's an interesting question always about where do we what do we do am i going to bring that parsley inside am i going to do this or that the answer is mostly at my place no i protect some things cut the flowers that i can cut and did i did all that yesterday and beyond that i just shove things into a corner and put them in a, in in a place together with mulch under the, over them because it's only going to be a couple of days um, you know, in other parts of the country, other parts of the world, people wrap the stems of their roses because they'll freeze otherwise. We don't have to worry about that stuff in this part of the world, I'm happy to say. I'm happy to say. Um, I'm sorry, I just wrote your question back to you. I didn't mean to do that. We're looking at the where do you go go. go um, I wanted to be sure that was the question. If you're asking me where do they grow, but it looks like that's what the question is. Okay, no, well, um, they're from northern China. I don't know if we have. I know that they'll grow in the northeast, but I don't know about here. Um, I'll see what I can find out. I got I have somebody I can write to during the break, and they'll tell me. They'll tell me if we can grow them this far south. I don't know. You ever think about why we eat what we eat? Um, Sometimes it is because it's there. And in some cases, it's a big difference between us and the rest of the primates, you know, that we are one of. For the most part, human beings tend to go after more difficult food and eat it in groups, whereas the other primates that we share a lot of things with in, in, our, in our chromosomes and whatnot tend to eat what they go where the food is and live there and eat it. <laughs> so it's a different point of view, isn't it? But because we had to look around, because it was harder on us, we have survived more, and obviously we have dominated the planet. So the question is, which way is better? Hmm. Maybe today it would be better to be the sit quietly person, but I don't know. You still got to find something to eat. And in this case, you might not have a choice if our ancestors hadn't acted the way they did. At least we know. We got to go look. 
That might be the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> might be the Corner Market. Might be the Kroger. Where are you going today? Stick around now. This is Weekend Gardening. Your business may be classified as small to mid-size, but you view it as an empire and naturally want it to succeed. Do you have the proper tools in place to efficiently utilize the staff who handles administration of your HR, payroll, time, and benefits? Without changing current processes and proper training, payroll technology alone cannot solve these problems. By utilizing the iSolve platform, MWG Employer Services can create new processes and properly train your staff to maximize the efficiency of this technology. For more information, visit MWGEmployerServices.com. The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4, and if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar, with winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day, with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. This is Beth with the range by Jimmy Primo's here in Gladstadt. My dad Jimmy is off hunting again, so I decided to start 2022 by extending the 20% discount on our annual memberships and 15 to 20% off on our firearm classes, including our firearm simulator that is great for friends and family wanting to try their skills at real-life home defense scenarios or good old firearm competition. Come see us soon. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Encella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you and your vehicle. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors. Sleep. Worrying about low CD rates? Do I have enough money to retire? Is my principal safe? IRAs. Don't worry, I can help. And you can sleep better too. Call David Cox, direct, 601-594-8977. 601-594-8977. Now. I struggled with symptoms like frequent gas and stomach pain for years. I was bloated all the time with daily diarrhea. At first, 
I thought it was what I was eating. I kept thinking it was stomach issues. So I did my research and talked to my doctor, and we finally uncovered the truth. It, it was, was actually EPI. Exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, is a condition where your pancreas is unable to help break down your food. It can lead to symptoms like diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. And EPI symptoms can be confused with those of other common digestive conditions, like irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's, and celiac disease. So getting to the right diagnosis meant being more open with my doctor about the severity of my symptoms and how often they were happening. But there's good news. EPI is manageable, so don't wait any longer. Use the symptom checker at identifyepi.com and schedule a visit or call with your doctor to ask, Could, could I, I have, have EPI? EPI? Sponsored by AbbVie. that I am uh, very guitar-centric in my music, but I'm very harmonica-centric, obviously. And I've got to tell you, if you've never had the pleasure of watching somebody that loves the harmonica as much as Van Morrison does play the harmonica, I hope that you get to very soon, (laughs) because it's an experience. um, I've had the opportunity to watch people play music. I've had the opportunity to watch people create art. And and play sports and orate and any number of other things in that there's a zone and you may find it in your garden when everything's going just fine. You're you're pulling a few weeds, you're watering this, you're fertilizing that, you're pruning this, and the rhythm of it is what keeps you and the plants, frankly, quite happy. And those are the things really that 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 groove we talk here. You know, you've heard me say this before. Is it a groove or is it a rut? Well, it's it depends, you know, on how it affects you. But the whole notion that we do things for a reason and we also have to gain from that doing is what makes to me both music playing harmonica, especially a just magical experience. It, it's um, it, I can't I can't read the music, but I can sure hear it. Um, I, it's fascinating stuff. Uh, the speaking of fascinating stuff, um, turns out that navigational ability is universal rather than specific. What in the world does that mean? Well. Goldfish are smarter than we thought. That's the other thing that this this study shows us from the Ben Gurion University of the Negev. This uh, no, this is not a fantasy. A goldfish can, thank, frankly, drive a car. Yes, that's right. But but what they were working on, of course, are innate navigational abilities. They designed a set of wheels. Now, come with me on this. Put this picture in your head. Remember. Radio is the theater of the mind, so I'm not making this up, but you got to picture it in your head. They put a set of wheels under a goldfish tank. All right, obviously we got cameras all over the place to record and both, then in fact translate the fish's movements. 
forward and backward and side to side directions to the wheels. In other words, as the fish moved, the tank moved. So the fish was directing where these wheels went. Interestingly enough, it's not just about the inside of that tank. What they found was that after just a very few days of training, the fish was able to navigate the tank on the wheels over to a target over on a wall that was outside the tank. So in other words, their navigational ability supersedes that specific environment. This is something to think about, y'all. I'm not exactly sure all of the implications of it, but I really, really love that they they put them through these paces, including putting a wall between them so they had to go around it. They did that. So not only are goldfish better than we thought at making this happen, but they also, frankly, can drive. How about that? Bill from Brandon, welcome into Weekend Gardening, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is going to be the first year I've really decided to try and get my yard in shape. <laughs> Congratulations. Many, many, I do it, not doing anything, you know, just mow and go, little fertilizer every once in a while. My yard is mainly an old, old yard with uh, St. Augustine and, and weeds, mm-hmm. so. What should I be doing starting now and be doing to get rid of those weeds? Because I have a very large assortment of all sorts of weeds that have decided past few years to start coming up. Okay. I have two suggestions for you. The first is get a soil test done so you can find out whether or not your lawn can grow grass. I presume you have enough sun to grow grass because the St. Augustine is doing okay, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, the weeds come in where it can be neglect, it can be improper mowing and all that sort of stuff, but more often it's either that things are too wet or too dry for the St. Augustine in those those seasons, and therefore the weeds are able to come up when the St. Augustine is not thriving. Usually, well, not usually, if it's well cared for and the situation is right, lawn grass, including St. Augustine, can outrun its weeds. But, because we're in a position where we need to give it a little help, this is the point. I'm going to presume that you have weeds year-round, okay? So I'm not going to tell you to start spot treating unless you have an area that, for example, is lower than the rest of your yard and is growing dollar weed. You know what that is? The one that's round and slick leaves? Yeah. If you have that, then that area is too low to grow turf grass if it's actually if you have like a patch of it. So that those are things you have to consider. But we do a generally speaking twice a year pre emerge weed control for the things that come up from seed. That's not dollar weed, that's not some of the others. But you can knock down a lot of them with a treatment in the winter, which is very soon now. I'm not going to do it this weekend because it would all wash away, but very soon. And then again, we do it again in, in the late summer to help prevent the weeds to, that would be coming up in those two seasons. Now, if you have, for example, little tiny blue flowers or um, little hen bits or any, you know, little bits and pieces of different things that are in bloom now, I'm going to say leave them because they're probably going to get zapped by the cold weather in the next month or so. Anyway, they usually bloom a minute, feed a pollinator bee or two that comes by, and then they're gone for the year. But if you have something that is taking over an area of your lawn and does not go away in the natural course of things, those are the ones you're going to want to focus on when we get into better weather to do that. Right now, explore pre-emerge weed 
killers, pre-emerged lawn herbicides for St. Augustine. And that's the first place to start. Okay, yeah, because I had bought some stuff. I talked to you a couple of years ago one time and bought some stuff of my fertilome. It's a, it's a liquid stuff. I went down here to Lakeland Yard and Yard and got it. That stuff's expensive, about $45 for a little bottle. And you spray it around, but, you know, you don't spray it after it gets 95 degrees. And I was reading that you can't spray it before you're, you know, right now, because if you spray it now with your uh, uh, St. Augustine, you're not supposed to spray it before it starts coming out. Yeah, those things are real specific. um, People spend their whole careers getting those labels right. So you're right. You you do have to read them. It does come down to a cultural that, that's another reason why I say go ahead with the pre-emerge, the ones that you're putting on to suppress seeds that come up first. Now, on the other hand, if you have dollar weed and you have other plants like that that are just taking over whole sections, you may need to, d- to address the drainage. But the first thing to do is to get a real simple soil test and make sure that that lawn can be grown there. And, that, that for example, if your pH is way too acid, um, if you have pine trees in the area, if you have been growing azaleas with great success or blueberries or hollies or something, then your soil may actually be too acid for the, the St. Augustine, and therefore the weeds are going to take it no matter what else you do. It's just a better situation for them. So I would get the soil test, and I would start with pre-emerge St. Augustine weed killer. Where would I get in the Jackson area? You know, I'm out here at Flowood, actually. Uh-huh. But, uh, you can go to, go to Lakeland. They'll help you. They're, they're pretty straight. You can get some folks out there really know the stuff. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you. I was wondering, making sure I wasn't too late to try and... Nope, you're right. You're right on time to start the pre-emerge program, and you're also right on time to get a soil test. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I look forward to hearing how beautiful your lawn is. I do like St. Augustine so so much. I don't have it. I have zoysia, but St. Augustine is such a pretty pretty lawn. It's just beautiful. Um, I sent the the yes, Cliff. I appreciate that. Um, I I sent the information to our. Texter, our texter about growing um, goji berries. Yes, I sent him an article from the LSU Ag Center. So if you're interested in knowing more about goji berries and gr- how they grow them and the names of the hy- names of the varieties and the hybrids and this and that, um, go to LSU Ag Center and just search up for goji berries. I knew they had done some work there, but um, I don't really remember. I-, I don't. I don't think they've turned into a cash crop. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh my goodness. Looking at some uh, previous year's ice problems. Um, Cliff in Greenwood, I appreciate you. Thank you. Those are not things that I'm going to recommend. And we can talk about why I don't recommend them at another point. If you'd like to. I want things that we can do. I, I, I don't use those products. Let me just leave it there. Ooh, speaking of fish, and I have been this morning off and on, Oregon State University. I don't know if this is going to help or if this is going to make it different. By the way, Cliff, if you want to talk to me about it, send me an email, mamaonair at yahoo.com, and I'll give you all the reasons. Um, Mama on Air is the email to get in touch with me anytime I'm not sitting here in this chair. Mama on Air at yahoo.com. You can get information about 
bringing me out to consult on your plants, about having the radio show. You can find information about a particular plant you're trying to identify by sending me a picture there. Sometimes I know, sometimes I don't, but I do try. So by all means, get in touch with me during the week. That's sweet of you. Thank you. The um, the Oregon State folks publishing in Marine Ecology Progress Series. I love that. What a crazy name. MIPS, if you were going to make it into an acronym. Um, they're, they're working with hydrophones. Now, hydrophones are basically mechanical devices dumped into the ocean, and they're, they register things, and they listen to things, and they measure stuff, and they give us data. Okay, but now, now they're developing an automated method based on that. This is where we're putting an AI to work for us to determine which fishes it is that's right there by the fish call, by the sound of it, by what is registered in the hydrophone. This, uh, I just really think this is great. They, they've been working, trying to figure out what to do. Underwater acoustics is a big deal. I, we understand that. We all know about that. I've done lots of stories about that here. But this particular graduate student said, well, um, she, 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 went to, she went to Oregon State. She's an avid scuba diver. She'd worked 20 years already in the corporate world before she went to college, to, to this level of college. And they said to her, you're going to identify and, and analyze all this stuff. And sure enough, she did. A hard drive with 18,000 hours of acoustic data on it. <laughs> Please don't bring me that. <laughs> don't bring me that. 39 months of acoustic data recorded in a tropical reef region in the National Park of American Samoa. You know, American Samoa is one of those places on my list. I don't have a bucket list, but this is a list of places that I've always wanted to see, in part because... I, I'm, I'm just so, so fascinated by being a U.S. territory, but also because they seem to have such a fascinating culture, in, in addition to which they're able to put up 12-station hydrophones and maintain them. Uh, just wonderful stuff, really great stuff. So she, she decided to focus on damselfish calls. Did you know that they're very distinctive? Well, we, knew, we know that now. Like me, they grind their teeth, and they create pops and clicks and chirps, when they're defending their nests and when they're getting aggressive. So now we know how to recognize them. We know where they are. She says it almost sounds like purring kittens, except, of course, they're not living under the ocean. So manually listening to the recordings wasn't going to help beyond a certain point. You know that this is the damselfish, but there's an awful lot of other noises there. So that's when they began to do the project to separate them out, to analyze them, and now... AI has taken the helm, and, and we're doing automated method of understanding fish calls. I love that. That's so smart. I, there are a lot of things that I'll, I would like to see, but I don't want to go there, and uh, that's certainly one of them. I'd love to see how that works, but I don't want to go under the ocean, so I'm glad they can do it for me. I think that's really smart. I am fascinated by this notion of how we find food being the key to how we end up living. Um, the, 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 you, if you've ever studied this evolution or development, you can call it whatever you want, of society, and at Duke University they do a whole lot of this, but hunter-gatherers are one thing, 
Foragers are another thing. And then farmers are yet another thing. So trying to figure out the, the forager horticulture, the, the hunter-gatherer horticulture, and all these other pieces of stuff are just what's so fascinating about it. Interesting. Apparently, we're the gas guzzlers of the food world. I feel that way sometimes. I know we're eating more than, say, the orangutans. Speaking of harmonica, thank you, Mr. Musselwhite. This is Weekend Gardening. Mississippi. It's our great honor to serve as your physicians. It's from that sense of service that we ask that you help protect all Mississippians and our loved ones by getting vaccinated. Vaccines are safe and reliable and even effective against the Delta variant. Getting vaccinated helps protect our children, supports our health care workers in their efforts, and helps save lives. We understand that you may have questions. Please reach out to your primary care physician for answers. Think of all the comforts your family enjoys around your home. When you include propane appliances throughout your home, you can have even greater comfort from endless hot water to softer clothing and cozier heat on cold winter days. With an all-propane home, you'll also enjoy greater efficiency and energy savings compared to all electric homes. Go to PERC.com and ask why propane. The answer will be clear. Energy for everyone. Propane. Visit MSPropane.com. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pelium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland has your answers for urinary issues. The Encella treatment option for urinary leakage is your solution. Sit down comfortably, remain fully clothed, and get rid of incontinence problems. If you have 10 minutes to spare and think this treatment option could change your life, call Innovative Health Clinic today to set up a free appointment, 601-944-5585, or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again. If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? 
Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. This message is sponsored by Greenwise Financial. Did you know if you have over $10,000 in credit card bills, you have a right to settle that debt for less than you owe? We are Greenwise Debt Relief. We specialize in saving people just like you thousands of dollars off their credit card balance. If you want to put more money in your pocket, call us for free information now. 800-200-3785. That's 800-200-3785. 800-200-3785. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish. It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome back to Weekend Gardening. A good question um, about neem oil and what its uses are and the information that, what, what do we need to know about it? Neem, of course, is a tree to start with, but it, it is, uh, it's a, it's a plant, it's a plant, plant product. It is synthesized. The oil of neem is used as, uh, it's, it's synthesized in some cases. It comes directly from the neem in other cases. But what it's used for is it's it's amazing qualities as a pesticide. It, it it's really seriously effective in controlling a number of kinds of insects as well as mites, and that's very very powerful work. Now you have to understand it is an oil, so if you spray it every week. In the hot weather, you're going to see some results from that that are not going to be great. And I don't want you to spray it every week anyway on anything. But um, it is used at the point when you see the plant having a problem, identify the insect, identify the mite. And then it also has a slight fungicide application to it. It's a very powerful, wonderful thing to use. Just like anything else, we use it sparingly, but because it has a natural source, it has a little bit less environmental work to be done than than other things might. Um, I like neem because it works pretty quickly. It does not have very much residual action, and it can be used again. For example, if you're trying to deal with something that has an eight-day multiplication um, factor, 
piercing and sucking insects are that way, but some other things are too. But it's also effective on things like cabbage worms. So it's a good product. Just depends on how your um, how the weather is running where you are. There also are. It's another thing to tell you that there are there are ready to use formulations where you can if you want to try it. You don't have to go get a big bottle and buy a sprayer. You can get the ones that are ready to use and try that and see if it solves your problem. Then you then you can go get your own sprayer and get a big bottle of it if it turns out that that's what you like. Jerry, I'm not sure where you're calling from. Tell me where you are, sir. We're out in Leesburg. Howdy. How are you? Fine. How are you, now? Doing great. What's going on? Well, uh, I have several plants that uh, the uh, the main stems are really thin, and they just kind of bend over. Is there something I can do to make them uh, uh, grow uh, more sturdy stems? Sure. What kind of plants? Well, one of them is a um, a fig thing with kind of big leaves on it, and okay. then uh, I don't really know what the big name of some of these plants are. Okay, but they're indoor plants, right? They're all uh, green plants. Okay, uh, green. how much do they have a sunny window to live in? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. On the west side of the house, uh, we have windows across the back of the house, all up under the porch. Okay. But. Um, that's about it. All right. If they're getting some good, bright, strong light, then your issue is generally speaking a matter of fertilizer to get them to get stockier and and thicker. You the the fig tree that you're talking about, the lyre leaf fig, it's got a leaf that looks kind of like the shape like a violin. <laughs> it's a lyre leaf. That one you can't prune the top out of, but you can certainly take some of the side growth off if it seems to be wimpy but don't don't cut that one off at the top you won't have good success from that but some of the others if they have a lot of side branches and one spindly thing going up the top or if it's a fruit tree or something like that that you've got inside you can cut those prune them right now and that will stimulate growth down the stem that's what makes them thicker along with a fertilizer that you use on a regular basis get something that you mix up in the water use it regularly and you'll get some better growth yeah, we've been using um, water, uh, well, uh, water-based fertilizer, mm-hmm. um, but haven't uh, been uh, putting a whole bunch of uh, water nor fertilizer in them during the winter time. So no, you'd be well, you would probably be fertilizing about once a month if you're trying to thicken their growth up, and you may need to do a little bit of pruning to help that process. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Sure. Glad to hear from you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it very, very much. That's a great thing to talk about because sometimes indoors we realize that our plants are just absolutely coming unglued on us. They, they're wimpy. They're falling over. They're sometimes a matter of light. A lot of times it's a matter of light. Even the duration of the light may be too short. If It can be coming in for a couple of hours. That would be nice and strong, but that may not be enough. So it really depends on your setting. Um, if you if you need to add light, you can always go get a grow light bulb and put it in a lamp. You don't have to set up a big fancy setup, but you can do that. You can put... You know, you can put grow lights in anything, in any kind of light fixture, and that's always a good thing to do. But it's also true that a little fertilizer and a little pruning will stimulate more growth and also help things break underneath and and, and put their growth up from the base. It's real important. Um, we, we transplant shrubs between November and February, and um, if they are... If you're going to be out there today, I'm not, but um, you, you can, if you're transplanting shrubs and hardy plants, you can do that between November and February. 
And if you're getting them in a container or you grew them yourself, maybe you're going to do that and uh, grow them. I wouldn't I would not be planting myself at the moment. It's a little bit of a an up and down weekend for that. We are um really looking at, you know, every time anybody says gardening's good for you and that's me, I say it all the time because it is. There's another tri- there's another another study that tells us more about it than we knew before. And I'm happy to tell you that the University of California San Francisco is showing us what we knew to be true. When elderly people stay active, elderly, by the way, is younger than you might think, but when elderly people stay active, your brain produces, we always say, oh, well, you'll be better, keep it moving, use it or lose it, all those expressions that everybody says. But what we understand now is that what we have got in our heads is a class of proteins that enhance the connections between the neurons and exercise stimulates those. That keeps your brain ticking. That maintains healthy cognition. That gives you a better outcome, all right? It was even true that that people who had a diagnosis of some sort of neurodegenerative disease had a better outcome in terms of daily, you know, their daily lives by continuing to exercise when, whenever possible. Um, this is appearing in the Journal of the Alzheimer's Association. But it's really, it's difficult to demonstrate this in people. We understand, you know, lots and lots of, uh, lots and lots of opportunities that we have. But we don't always think about studying people at this point. So what they've done is to take the human data, and we understand that the, 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 the synapses, if you haven't learned anything else, you probably know that the, the neurons in your brain have to fire and connect with one another across the synapse in order for your brain to work, okay? And the things that cause that to slow down are the things that cause you to slow down many times. But it's also true that physical activity produces more of these beneficial proteins. Now, we not, not all the proteins we produce are good things, but these are very, very good things. They, treated, they track the late-life physical activity of elderly patients, and quite frankly, I think that would be a good study to be part of. They don't do anything to you until after you're gone, but, you know, keep your feet moving. Keep your gardening going. And keep your radio on. Come back here next week for more Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. This is Jake Mangum, all-time hits leader in the SEC. Two of the best decisions I've ever made were Mississippi State and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. Both teams have supported me through thick and thin. Even though my college playing days are over, I'm excited to be a part of the Farm Bureau team. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
The Mississippi Lottery is introducing a new daily draw game. It's called Cash 4, and if you know how to play Cash 3, you know how to play Cash 4. It's just that easy. You can play for 50 cents or a dollar, with winnings from $100 all the way up to $5,000. And you can play every day, with drawings at the same time as Cash 3. Play Cash 4 and win more. Have fun, y'all. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Take advantage of year-end savings during the Season of Inspiration sales event going on right now at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. Mazda of Jackson is giving you amazing savings to close out the year. Now, through December 31st only, get 0.9% financing on all remaining 2021s in stock. That's right. 0.9% APR, which will save you thousands in finance charges. And Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Not only do we have amazing savings, but we have the most incredible credit team around. They work hard to get you approved because 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Get to Mazda of Jackson during the Season of Inspiration Sales event going on now. Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.